Hello again, friends, and welcome back to another edition of the Mid-South Wrestling Television Review Podcast. I am the great Brian Last, and it's my pleasure to be with you once again as we look at Mid-South Wrestling Television from October 23rd, 1982, taped in Shreveport, Louisiana on October 13th, 1982, the second episode of this television taping, and this week's host are Boyd Pierce and Bob Roop. And to talk more about that is the man who joins me each and every week. You know him from booking the territory, Mike Mills. Mike, how you doing today? Well, the lyrics on this show are clean, so I'm just going to say FML, shoot me now. I don't know if I can handle it. Actually, don't shoot me, but I almost poked my eardrums out as I listen to Roop again. Uh, I think that's all I'll say right now, Brian, because I don't have anything more positive to bring to the table. You actually put FML in the show notes. <laughs> I don't know if you meant to leave that in there, but but you put it in there. I think what it was when I was sending you kind of like, and what Brian's talking about is I, uh, I'll send him very abbreviated things, like nothing major. Like it's not like a run sheet or anything. And I think what it was was when I sent you the, the small note that said, Roop is back, I put in parentheses or something like that, FML, because yeah. <laughs> it just, I, I, I'm sorry. And I said this every single time Roop's on commentary. I, I'm, I'm sure Bob Roop was out there putting his best foot forward, uh, but he's not getting any type of participation trophy from me in this episode or anyone that he does commentary on because he's like the college professor who you're like, God, this guy is just going to be the drizzling diarrhea Bleep. It's just, ugh. <laughs> uh, I mean, if he was abroad, he would be a hard-on killer. Oh. I'm sorry. A little stiff this week. My, well, my, uh, I shouldn't <laughs> use that expression. Eh? <laughs> a little, that did go <laughs> right, Ryan, last. <laughs> a little stiff. Well. <laughs> no pun intended, everyone. Some hard humor there. We well, see, I did it again. Hard not, humor. Not even trying. I just keep doing that. But anyway, let's hear the open of this show. Let's kill Mike's heart on here. Let's hear, let's hear Boyd Pierce and Bob Roop. I'm your host, Boyd Pierce, and we have a lot of exciting action and interesting interviews. You'll see Uganda, the giant Kamala, will be here. Also, Mr. Racing 2, the popular star from Atlanta, Georgia. Tag team action, Hacksaw Duggan and his partner, Ted DiBiase. And a tag team match, it'll be the Mid-South tag team title holders, the Junkyard Dog and Mr. Olympia versus the Masked Raptors 1 and 2. Other great matches on the card. And as our guest commentator to tell you all about it this week, former AAU champion, amateur great from Southern Illinois University, former holder of the Louisiana State Champion, along with the North American Heavyweight title, the very capable Bob Root. Well, thank you, Boyd Pierce. You know, I wouldn't uh, interrupt my vacation for almost anything except the fact that the 100 million people or so that watch this television program have uh, have the, the right to see not only their current champions, but some of their former champions, and one of their greatest as a former North American champion. It's my pleasure to be here again. Thank you, Bob. And we have the first match in the ring. Let's go for the introduction. I don't know where Roop's been on vacation, but he's got no tan. He has, like, flop sweat. <laughs> he does not look like a man who's been on vacation anywhere. He doesn't look like a man who's been on vacation anywhere. And he, there, there's just something to, and here, here's the thing. Sometimes in wrestling, there's 
you can sense a fake overreaction and commentary and you feel insulted. And and like I feel that sometimes when I watch WWE commentary these days, it's it's just it doesn't feel like raw emotion. It just feels like, you know, just fake. Let me accelerate things and sound like I'm excited, but I'm not really. It's just a performance, which we all know it's a performance anyway. But wrestling in general Although a performance, we want to get suspended in the fact that, oh, man, this is real and that's real emotion. And sometimes in, in the WWE these days, you get where it's just fake on commentary. I need Bob Roop to at least try to sound more enthusiastic for the product. He sounds like he's just the fifth grade math teacher um, that's just not interested in teaching or the guy from the from the Clear Eyes commercial. That's actually what he sounds like now that I think about it. Like he's just not interested what? in pitching the product that he's about to pitch. Remember the guy with the Clear Eyes commercial? Clear actually, Eyes. I don't. Oh, that. Nothing like Bob Roof. What do you do? Yeah, he's, he's not interested. For a guy who's been in the wrestling business his entire life, he's just not interested. He He's just like, and it's not heel shtick not interested. It's just, I'm here. I came back off of vacation. I know there's 100 million people who watch this, so I'm happy to be here again, take time away from my vacation. That's how he sounded. If you and I went through a podcast like that, people would be like, delete unsubscribe this is bull crap and that's group here he don't even have heat he's just got why am i watching him well boyd pierce you know i the biggest match in company history is in a few weeks i just thought i would come out here and just talk about what's going on this week on the show and like that's it it's like the biggest match ever is coming up and it's just you wouldn't know it based on the way he's delivering the lines brian the, the what's about to happen is arguably and with this biggest match, this tag match that, that you're talking about, the loser leaves town. What's about to happen if you're a fan of Mid-South between that 81 through 85, 86, you know, when it becomes UWF time period. What is about to happen to me is easily top two moment in Mid-South history for me. Easily. Not even, you know, and I know there are people out there who will disagree. That's fine. But for me, and I, and we can agree to disagree on certain things. For me, it was one of the biggest moments. and. This guy's here the week before. Now, I get it. You know, I've talked to Cornette, and you have too. I know how it is to run your own promotion. You just can't be out there on commentary every week because you're trying to handle things in the back. You're trying to make sure you got everything going on. But, oh, my God, Bob Roop on this week. And that's that. And once again, Boyd Pierce looks very professional. Black, not black, but navy blue tie, navy blue suit, navy blue vest. Bob Roop has a headset on. Boyd doesn't. So it just it creates this weird look. I know you don't want to get going on Roop again, but he's like kind of disheveled a little bit. Just looks like he's had like a long day selling insurance. <laughs> he's got like his, yeah. <laughs> and he's got this headset on, this big clunky headset, and Boyd's just sitting there looking all professional and smiling. Clear eyes. Take one drop. Put him in your eyes. No more red eyes. Like, that worked for that guy. That was like his shtick. This ain't Bob's stick. It's just, uh. Well, for the opening match, we get Hangman Rick Harris back on TV versus Mr. Wrestling 2 with Rick Ferreira as the referee. Mike, my only notes were this was a good back-and-forth match, and Mr. Wrestling 2 wins with a belly-to-back suplex after the knee. So my only question is, because Roop called it a belly-to-back, but it was really... 
more of a German suplex. Wouldn't you? You don't agree? Like the way he, yeah, the way well, he takes him over? I think the German and the belly to back are kind of one and the same. Well, the belly to back, you're kind of to the side a little where he's got this guy around his weight. He's got Hangman Harris, which is no, you know, small feat the way he takes him over uh, around his waist. But it's close. Let me say that. But uh, I thought this was actually a good match. I, I really wish Rick Hangman Harris uh, was still with Akbar, but uh, good match. Two solid professionals here who know what they're doing. So uh, pretty much the same note. Good match, though. From there, we get a recap of last week's title change. Hacksaw Duggan defeating Iron Mike Sharp for the Louisiana State Championship. And Bob Roop has some thoughts, Mike, on what Duggan is feeling. Boy, I, I, want, I know you know, but I want to let all these people out here know the way that Hacksaw Duggan was feeling because my first match at Mid-South Wrestling, I know you remember, my very first match here, I won that Louisiana heavyweight title, and I'm telling you, when you know that 100 million people or so are seeing you being a champion, a true champion, it's really a great feeling, and I congratulate Hacksaw Duggan on that win. We have the tag team match in the ring now, so let's go for the introduction and a rugged action. Well, then we get some rugged action after that rugged commentary. Any thoughts there? No. <laughs> the big tag team match we get. Ted DiBiase and Hacksaw Duggan versus Marty Lundy and Ted Allen. They were heels last week. They're wrestling against the heels this week with Alfred Neely as the referee. And there's something really notable here, Mike. There's a loud in-studio, not well, not studio, but in the Irish McNeil Boys Club, a loud JYD chant in the house. Tag team action, Ted Allen in the black tights, and in the aqua trunks is Marty Lundy. And across the ring, their opponents, Ted DiBiase, the North American Heavyweight Champion, and the Louisiana State title holder. You saw who won it right here last week, Hacksaw Duggan from New York State. Remember, next week, the big showdown, Bob Roop, for the Mid-South Tag Team Championship. It'll be the Junkyard Dog and Mr. Olympia defending against these same two men, Ted DiBiase and Hacksaw Duggan. And, of course, the stipulation, the loser of the fall must leave Mid-South for 60 days. Well, boy, I couldn't help but notice how proud that Ted DiBiase, you know how much he covets that North American title. Jim Duggan, proud of that new Louisiana title. And yet they're both putting him on the line next week. I'll tell you, in just a minute, this action in the ring is something. Uh, Ted Allen moved out on the offensive right there real quick. But DiBiase... He always gets right back to the action. No matter what Boyd tries to set him up to talk about, he'll, he'll say something about it and then he'll go right back to whatever's happening in the ring. Yeah, I don't know if this is a term, but he's not set up a bowl uh, when it comes to, to Roop on commentary. Very loud JYD chants get going right there, though, as DiBiase played to the crowd. I like how they did that. Like the crowd, you know, obviously he hadn't planned on it. But once the crowd started, you know, giving them the business with the JYD chants, DiBiase kind of turns and looks and looks at Duggan and then, you know, puts his hand over his ears to kind of sell it a little bit more and to entice the crowd to keep going. And, you know, he had him in the palm of their hands. He even goes outside the ring and he's on the ring apron pointing at him. And they just kept going. And that's just really good stuff from DiBiase right there as as he just kept the JYD chant going longer than it, it had to go. But it was still good stuff, man. They they The crowd, Brian, they are ready for this tag match, loser leave town. They are, there's no doubt it has built up for a while now. They're ready for it. The crowd's ready. Let's hear how ready Bob Roop is. I had to ask Grizzly Smith how he managed to get a match like this signed, and all he would do is give me a big smile and kind of pat himself on the back because 
everything's at stake because the loser of the fall between Ted DiBiase, Hacksaw Doug, and Junkyard Dog, and Mr. Olympia, first of all, the belts are at stake. Ooh, great action here. Again, the belts are at stake. Then, no disqualification. The belts are going to change hands. Plus, the loser of the fall has to leave the area for 60 days. Well, if a champion can't defend his belt within 30 days, he has to forfeit it. So if DiBiase lost, he'd also not only leave for 60 days, he'd have to forfeit his North American title. Same for Duggan. Same for Olympia with a Mr. Uh, with a uh, Mississippi title. And, of course, the dog has got a lot of prestige plus those tag team titles. And if he has to leave, let's face it, the man's a superstar. The amount of face he would lose would be tremendous. Uh, there, everybody in the country would be after him, trying to get a piece of him while he's still around. So again, a lot at match. I can understand. Grizzly Smith just says he's calling it a showdown, and I don't blame him because there's a lot on the, a lot on the, a lot at stake, and somebody's going to have to show. They show a lot of courage for one thing going into that kind of match because somebody's going to lose something. Well, there you hear Bob Roop explaining the stipulations for next week's match, and I'm not even going to bother going to you again about this right now. DiBiase and Duggan win after Duggan hits a spear on the future Arn Anderson, Marty Lundy. And from there, Mike, we get Kamala versus Bob Stabler with Rick Ferreira as the referee. And again, I don't want to torture you too much during commentary. Roop puts over Mid-South Wrestling awkwardly uh, to the point where we won't play it here on the show and torture you awkwardly. Uh, Kamala wins with two splashes and turns his opponent over. Then we get something I found fascinating because I wouldn't have picked up on it. You told me about this, and that's the only reason I knew. This is the only time I had ever realized the Who Dat chant was on tape. You know, I'd always heard about the Who Dat chant. I'd never seen it or heard it knowingly on Mid-South Wrestling. And then here it is, and it was in the background. I wouldn't have noticed it if you hadn't pointed it out, but that's the Who Dat chant. Yeah, so what Brian's talking about is JYD and Olympia are out there, and they're about to face off against the grapplers. And first off, it's Club Mid-South in the Irish McNeil Boys Club as the dog and Olympia make their way down to the ring. The fans, they're into it. It's happening. It's the dog. It's Olympia. Uh, they know what's coming up in a couple of weeks, So, or not say a couple of weeks, but next week. They know this big match is, is going down, and, and they're ready for it. So you're right. We get the Houdat chant going. Uh, I, if you, if you want to see video of it, I know Brian's going to play some audio, but if you want to see video of it, I posted it on my Twitter, at Mike504Saints, uh, probably, I think, sometime around June 8th or so. If you go back, I don't tweet a lot, so uh, you'd see it there. But I got a clip of it and the Houdat chat going. But I, Brian, to the point you made, I don't know. I'm sure that, um, there may be ones out there, but I don't know of another time when you can hear it as clear as you can hear it here. It's very quick. I wouldn't say it goes on for a long time, but even at that, you get the Houdat chant for a good 10, 15 seconds or so. So a nice clip. And and again, this isn't even in a, think about it. This isn't even in the municipal, which would have thousands of people, you know, six, 7,000 people. This is in the Irish McNeil, where it's just a couple of hundred. Let's listen to this right now. Tough, tough man. Grappler 2, trained by him in the same class. Not as tough, though. He's scouting. You saw him get out of the ring. Maybe he's smart. I don't know. Grappler's back up on his feet. He's ready. This man takes a lot of punishment. He's not afraid to get in there with anybody. Been a North American champion, Mississippi champion, Louisiana champion, a great competitor. And you saw him. 
right there. Now, this is what I was talking about. Well, they hear it in the background there. And like I said, if you hadn't pointed it out, I don't think I would have caught it. And it's a little bit quicker than the actual Saints who that chant, like the, the the rhythm of it is what I mean. They're they're saying a lot quicker. It's like who that, who that, who that say they're gonna beat that dog. It's it's coming off a little quicker than you would do the who that chance for the Saints if um you were at a Saints game or something. But I mean, to the point being made here, this is late 1982, and you hear that. And I, what I find ironic is, I I feel like a couple of years ago the NFL like tried to. And I don't know. I'm not no attorney. I don't know the legal terminology here. Like they try to to, to trade market, and, and I'm just like get, get the f out of here, NFL. I mean, this was this was done long before. And I'm a big Saints fan, and I I love the who that chant for the Saints. But this was done long before the Saints did it. And to the point Ricardo Coleman made on your show, it started at the uh, St. Augustine Purple Knights games back in the the 70s. From what he was saying, the late 70s. So. Um, yeah, man, it's just kind of cool. And you said it. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing this on tape anywhere else or, or not seeing it, but hearing the chant on tape anywhere else with JYD. Maybe there's some house shows out there where you can hear it. But yeah, there is a who dat chant going for the dog here, which is cool. Let's listen to the closing minutes of this match. JYD and Mr. Olympia versus the Grapplers. Bob Roof, all the top stars are here today and this week in the area. And can it be far behind? We're talking about the extravaganza to Superdome. It cannot because it'll be Thanksgiving night at 7.30 in New Orleans. All the top stars are coming from everywhere. Our promoter now and matchmaker Grizzly Smith trying to sign not only the racing star, but cinema idol from Mexico, the high-flying Mil Mascus, also Chavo Guerrero, gorgeous Gino Hernandez, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, and all pointing up to a fall season night at the Superdome and all the other big shows coming up in November. You know, boy, that's great. They're, they got a little bit cautious. That's great you're talking about these com- competitors. I love competition. That's ridiculous. They're bringing in some of the best people in the world. Grizzly Smith has lost his mind. I mean, he's doing his job too well. Junkyard Dog back in the ring there. Olympia, they let him get too close and make the tag. Dog in there. Now they're using teamwork, both in the ring at the same time. Now there's a double counter. Ooh. Grappler stopped Olympia. Junkyard Dog headbutted. And now it's thumping. Grappler two. Grappler can't make the save. Very impressive victory. The Junkyard Dog and Mr. Olympia, the Mid-South Tag Team title holders, gain a victory. We'll have more action coming up after this message from Mid-South Wrestling. A lot happening at the end there. The fans are really into it. Very impressive victory, as Bob Roop said. Uh, it was pretty impressive. I mean, it's a grappler, so, you know, it's it's a, I would call them a legitimate tag team, uh, even though they they haven't held gold as a tag team, I guess, at this point, as the grapplers. But it ends up in a four-way, as you can hear from the audio. Uh, they hit the, the grapplers with a double clothesline. JYD then, I believe he picks up grappler two, hits him with the thump, and he pins him, and Olympia and Dog go in strong to this big match that they're going to have with Duggan and DiBiase. From there, we get Tim Horner versus, once again, Vladik Smirnov with General Skandar Akbar. And <laughs> there's lots of bear hugging Bob Roop. That's what I wrote in my notes here. Um, there's lots of bear hugging Bob Roop. Uh, I wanted to say something. So, you know, we, we 
we, I, I, and I say this as I'm thinking about, you know, times when I've heard you hear, hear you talk about Tim Horner, not just on this show, but other shows, but we were hard on Tim Horner, but I need to say something. I actually felt bad for Tim Horner during this match because Horner is so much of a better wrestler than Smirnoff ever is or would become at any point in his career. And Horner is in there just trying to carry someone who is uncarryable. Is that a word, Brian? I don't know, but I just said it. This guy cannot carry through a decent match, and it's just a fact. Um, so uh, that's pretty much what I what I had from this. I really felt bad for Tim Horner in here because this guy just – he just – it's terrible. And Tim Horner is doing everything he can to make it decent, but it's just not happening. Boyd asks – how long Roop's going to be on vacation for? It's a great, it's <laughs> a great question. He also builds up the upcoming Superdome show. Vladik Smirnoff wins with a side backbreaker, and then from there we get. Iron- Can I stop for one second? Yeah, please. I forgot something as you said that. So Boyd asked Roop when he's coming back from vacation and when he's going to start wrestling again. To which Roop like in the most bland way possible, avoids the answer. And then Roop says, again, in the most bland way possible, something like, I'm going to let people find out the hard way. And my note was, I have a note that says, I couldn't be more disinterested. Yeah, listening to him on commentary is the hard way. <laughs> right. That's okay. <laughs> we'll deal with you, Bob. <laughs> well, from there, we get Iron Mike Sharp. Versus Vinny Romeo, normally two baby faces, when Alfred Neely is the referee. And Boyd has some news about next week's show. This is really interesting because, not to play spoiler, but next week's show is a really, really big match with a really, really big moment in Mid-South wrestling history. They've been building it up for weeks. Loser leaves town. No disqualification. Mid-South tag team titles on the line. DiBiase, Duggan versus JYD and Olympia. And now we're throwing another thing into the mix, and this is brilliant. Let's listen to this right now. Bob Roop, next week, we told him about the showdown that's going to be here, and our special guest viewing it next week is going to be right here on television as special guest to Cowboy Bill Watts. There'll be 50 fine children plus the staff from Summit Oak Center in Lanesville, Texas. They're enthusiastic. They like the kind of wrestling that we have here on Mid-South, and they'll be Bill Watts' special guest, all 50 children plus the staff here next week. So we look forward to seeing them, real fans, and they'll be here with us. Well, I'm glad the kids could be here. Uh, it's nice that Bill Watts would do that. I don't think I'd do it, but then I'm not Bill Watts, and uh, kids have their place. But anyway. I, I don't know what Roop was saying there at the end. Kids have their place. So I wouldn't help them. But anyway, you're going to have this big angle with the two top baby face and the two top heels are going to go at it. What a great intangible to throw in there. 50 kids. <laughs> that are, there is the special guest of Cowboy Bill Watts. Yeah. And, and um, God, I haven't watched it in a while, but because I haven't watched ahead at this point. But but I think I think it's like the the weekend of the Louisiana State Fair or something too. So yeah, it's just kind of a it's kind of a ruckus crowd as well because I think the fair is going on like right across the street from where they're at. And if I don't have the details right, I apologize. But so you you're gonna have just this environment of first you got this huge match that's been built up now for. I'm going to say it's probably four to six weeks or so where they've kind of been, they started hinting at it and now, and then officially plugging it. 
So you got a lot going on in <laughs> freaking Roop. I got to say, this one did make me laugh. He just poo-poos on Watts doing this for the kids. <laughs> it's, it's rather comical, actually, when he does that. So I'll give him a little credit there. Kids have their place. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, man. Iron Mike Sharp wins with a clothesline. He just turns around and clotheslines Vinny Romeo and pins him. <laughs> you have any thoughts about this match? Not really. He just hits him with the clothesline and pins him, and that's it. He didn't even go for his finisher. Um, you know, the overhead backbreaker type maneuver. From there, our next match, Kelly Kaniski versus Jesse Barr with Rick Ferreira as the referee. We'll talk about the match briefly in a moment, but first, Bob Roop on commentary talks about the family advantages of these second-generation wrestlers, as well as some news about referee Rick Ferreira. Just some good old-fashioned scuffling. Both these men have fine amateur backgrounds. Now, Kaniski, again, the son of a former world champion, which I think is a little bit unfair. I mean, my father's a college professor, Ph.D. in engineering. I think that I'm handicapped because my father wouldn't be in a wrestler. Maybe it'd be fair to keep these guys out, and no, I'm just kidding about that. Of course... Sandy Barr coming up from an athletic family in the wrestling world. His father, Jesse Barr, his father is Sandy Barr, and he's Pacific Coast champion for many, many years. So, Well, see, these guys have a big advantage over someone like me. It's just, I'm glad I'm just very talented because the fact that, again, they grew up in the sport. I grew up going to school and doing things like that. A lot of beautiful move. Referee Rick Ferreira, resident of Pineville. understand he's got a new business, raising chihuahuas. Again, the match, again, Sandy Barr, yeah, I've heard of him. Uh, great competitor. Uh, the match has slowed down a little bit, but I don't see how anybody could keep this pace. When I wrestled in the Olympics, the matches were nine minutes. By the about seven and a half minutes, uh, <laughs> things started slowing down a lot, even against the Russian 400-pounder. I finally had to suplex him and just and beat him because I was blowing up. He's right about that. Things really are slowing down here. <laughs> okay, so are we going to talk about Bob Roop taking a shot at poor old Ricky Ferrara right there who has a business raising chihuahuas when he actually had a gym? Are we going to talk about this? <laughs> well, let's talk about that. That's messed up, man. <laughs> That's messed up. I wonder, here's what I want to know. Um, Bob Roop is not a great storyteller or a jokester, but I want to know if if Ricky Ferrara, after this aired, uh, did catch wind of that. Because, you know, I mean, we know it's a rib. They're just having fun. But I thought that was rather funny. Because wasn't didn't he have a gym? Wasn't that the business he actually did have? Yeah, he, he had a gym. He owned the gym. Okay, that's what I thought. In Alexandria or something like that. I can't remember if it was Lafayette, Alexandria. It's in one of the towns in Louisiana, based on what I've heard. But yeah. he's out there. Okay, he's out there talking about he's got a new business raising chihuahuas. I wonder if that was a joke because Rick Ferrara is such a small guy. I mean, he's he's stout. Don't get me wrong. He's a thick guy, but he was so short. I mean, he's he's literally – I mean, that guy can't be 5'5 five, five at the most. And, um, I mean, his his neck is at the top of the – you know, at the top rope. That's how short he was. So I'm wondering if that's that's what the joke was about Ferrara right there because he was small. He's comparing him to a Chihuahua. I have no clue, but, you know, Bob Roop on commentary, everyone. I like Roop saying that these other guys, they grew up around wrestling. I grew up going to school. <laughs> it's such a funny <laughs> comment to say out loud. I grew up going to school. But um, 
Kelly Kaniski <laughs> wins hitting what I wrote the worst suplex. What, what did you have as the finish? I try. Okay, so you know what a flapjack is? Yes. I I, I kind of thought maybe that was close to it. Um, but close I'm to not. What it ended up being not close to whatever it was that they were trying to do. Right. That's what I meant. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good way to describe it. That's what it. It's what it ended up looking like. I'm not sure if that's what it was supposed to be. I, I almost wonder if he was going for like the hot shot, and just didn't get close to the ropes. What do you think? I thought it was some kind of suplex, and okay, one neither guy knew what the other guy was trying to do. Okay. Yeah. And in, in, in any case, Rick Ferrara counted the three count. He was like, we're not going through this again. So, yeah, and then that was it. That was the match. But the next interview, this is awesome. Everything's been building up for the match next week. The show ended last week with Bill Watson, Boyd Pierce talking about it coming up. This is a great ending to the show. This is a great promo. Let's go to this right now. Ted DiBiase and Jim Duggan come over to Boyd Pierce at the announce station. Bob Roop. Pardon me just a minute as Ted DiBiase and Hacksaw Duggan. We got a little bit to say. I just hope all you people out there watching enjoyed seeing the Junkyard Dog and Mr. Olympia today because it's probably going to be one of the last times you get to see one of them because next week right here on this TV station, Mid-South cannot interfere. One person is going to lose a fall and whoever that person is is going to have to leave Mid-South for 60 days. There's no disqualification. There's no rules. There's no way that Mid-South can steal the titles from us again. you got the North American champion. you got the Louisiana state champion. And you're going to soon have the, the, the Mid-South tag team hey, champions. It's too. about time Mid-South did something that was okay with Ted DiBiase That's and myself. Right. They've right. been protecting people. Now we got the kind of match. We want. It's no DQ, and that's the kind of match that we thrive on. That's the kind of match that we love. And the loser is going to have to leave town for 60 long days. You know, we're making a lot more money now that we have all the titles, so we can go ahead and we'll buy a set of luggage for whoever it happens to be. Junkyard Dog can get a 60-day vacation to go see his family, or Mr. Olympia can go to wherever he's from. But one of them, I guarantee you, one of them is going to lose next week, and you're going to have new Mid-South Tag Team Champions, and you're going to be minus one Junkyard Dog or Mr. Olympia. That's the showdown battle next week right here on television. Mid-South Tag Team title on the line, Junkyard Dog and Mr. Olympia against Hacksaw Duggan and Ted DiBiase. The loser of the fall must leave Mid-South area for 60 days, no disqualification. Until then, Boyd Pierce saying goodbye, everybody. Thanks so much for watching on Mid-South Wrestling Television Network fantastic interview there that's the best we've seen jim duggan on the mic so far not that he's ever been bad but he's never had an opportunity to just talk for a minute straight and he killed it and dibiase's so good there tells Rup to leave i'm sure you love that really really good stuff there i enjoyed it they laid it out perfect they said a lot there's so much on the line in this match i mean i don't i don't know if we've really talked about that in great detail even though we've had it plugged a few times during the matches but so you got the tag titles on the line in that same match, you've got a North American champion involved. You've got a Mississippi State champion involved. You've got a Louisiana State champion involved. You've got every freaking belt in the promotion involved. So if any one of those guys like DiBiase, JYD, or um, uh, not DiBiase, but DiBiase 
the, the state champions with Duggan and Olympia lose. So their titles are, they have to be vacated. So their titles are, are now gone too. It's just, there's so much on the line. I mean, it can go in any way. Like if any one of those four guys take the pin, you know, not only are they leaving, but they're having to give something up. And it's just, it's it's tremendous. And it's why with so much at stake, it's why it's and it being plugged and so many uh, big stars involved. That's why it's, it's again, to me, one of the top two things that you're going to see in Mid-South uh, throughout this time period we're covering. A little line that cracked me up was, the JYD can go home to his family or Mr. Olympia can go to wherever he's from. Because you know? <laughs> I don't know who he is or where he's from, but just a little throwaway line that cracked me up when I first heard it from DB. He can go to his P.O. box. He can go to his P.O. box, Brian. That's right. He can go to his P.O. box, as we will find out in the weeks ahead. But closing out this episode of Mid-South Wrestling, I want to remind you, you can follow me on Twitter at GreatBrianLast. You can hear me on the 605 Super Podcast at 605pod.com or available wherever it is that you find your favorite podcast for classic wrestling talk and wrestling humor, the 605 Super Podcast. I want to encourage you to follow the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network on Twitter at Super Podcast, and of course on Facebook, the page, facebook.com slash Super Podcast. Mike, how can the listeners stay in touch with you and booking the territory? Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike504Saints. Like I mentioned in the previous week, I try to post clips of the shows that we're talking about and the various, uh, whether it be great finishes, great promos, or great moments from these episodes. I try to always post them if I can. And then uh, come check us out, uh, Book in the Territory, twice per week. On Thursdays, we drop our NWA Saturday night shows from the 80s on TBS. It's a week-by-week recap of those. And on Sundays, we drop our Smoky Mountain Wrestling recaps. Uh, both shows, again, are episodic, where it's uh, we take a week of wrestling, we review, recap. You can find us at tinyurl.com slash bttpod, or just search Booking the Territory, wherever you get your podcast from. We are the unprofessional wrestling podcast, as myself, Hardbody Hopper, and Doc Turner have a good time talking classic wrestling in an unprofessional manner. The jokes are not very classy. Let me leave it at that. Thank you to all the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and iTunes that everybody has sent in to the Mid-South Show. We appreciate it. Keep them coming. We love those uh, Apple algorithms helping us out. And Brian, that's all I have. Thanks for another fun episode. And we are really heading into a great, great moment in Mid-South history as we approach this next week. I can't wait to watch next week's episode. But until then, the Mid-South Wrestling Television Review Podcast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. For Mike Mills, I'm the great Brian Last. Tally-ho!